0: Walked into the PNC Park home clubhouse yesterday, walked out of there almost as quickly. Yikes! Good morning to you. Good Monday morning, I'm Dan we'll of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Cubs 8, Pirates 3. You don't care. They don't care. So I'm going to go a little bit more general, as has been the case lately. I, 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 I wanted to go into this setting with the most positive possible mindset. Not because they're owed it or anything, but just because I've been so resoundingly negative for such a long time, which I feel is fair because it's reflective of the subject matter. You know, 97 losses in that. Well, it was a little bit easy to be that way for a while because Luis Ortiz was just dealing. And I mean, dealing. He was vicious. 99-100 on the four-seamer mixing in his slider, which was coming in at 91, at times throwing both of them where he wanted to. The Cubs had no chance in most, not all, but most of their plate appearances. It was something to behold. And coming the way that it did, less than 24 hours after Johan Oviedo showed not quite the same stuff, but definitely the same results against the Cubs. I asked Derek Shelton if maybe he sees something or feels something with these young starting pitchers coming along. Shelton, it's been a while now that you've gotten good starting pitching uh, from younger guys, uh, and then these last two games between Oviedo and this, does it get your – do you start projecting a little bit? Yeah, I you know? think you, you start to look at the, the things that, you know, when, when Ben came in and tar- talked about acquiring guys and developing guys, I think we're starting to see this. I mean, you know, two of those guys in terms of Contreras and, and Oviedo, we acquired and we had to make trades to do it. Ortiz is a guy we've developed. I mean, Keller's turned into a guy that we can rely on. So, like, I think that makes you really exciting about, like, okay, starting pitching is how you build. And, and, you know, we're starting to build depth in that area, which is really important. I mean, yeah, they're building something, they're building something, but they've been building something, in theory, for nearly three years now. It's time to start seeing some of the metal girders popping out of the ground from that foundation. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from pnc park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word experience the steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest it's a ton of fun it's a great meal and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in pittsburgh north shore tavern right across federal street from pnc park that's the part that's exasperating about being in there it's not it's not like people are, you know, kicking each other's dogs and stuff. So I don't mean to make it sound like it's, you know, a really angry place or anything like that. It's just that it's nothing. It's nothing. Guys are getting showered, getting dressed, and getting out. Simple as that. You want to rip the players for that? Go nuts. I won't even come close to doing that because the players are following the cue of Everybody, and I do mean everybody, all the way to the top. Because when they're sending you signals with 79 waiver claims in a given summer that nothing that they're doing matters from a collective standpoint, well, what are you going to be, the pioneer? And that's the part that I really feel like upper management just either doesn't see or doesn't want to see or, worst of all, can't see with their own eyes because the damage that's being done isn't so much to Brian Reynolds. He hit his 26th homer yesterday. He just goes about his business. He'll be up when there's a cause for it and he'll be himself whenever there isn't. I'm talking about O'Neill Cruz who loves to laugh and smile and he can't even bring himself to have any expression after a loss. Now, you can say, hey, that's a great thing, shows you how serious he is and everything else. It's not. It's not. The kid can hit the ball to the moon. He should be living it up. They should be feeding off of that. Jack Suwinski is going to hit 20 home runs despite being allowed to play half a season in Pittsburgh. That should be a really big uplifting thing in there. And it's not. It's not because upper management doesn't allow it, at least not tacitly. They picked up somebody else off waiver claims after the game, like they can't control themselves. Ben Charrington specifically can't control himself with this endless tryout camp. They had some dude playing first base yesterday. i have never heard of him, and I already forgot his name after having to write it down on the lineup card. Don't even ask. I have no idea who that was. Chances are really good that he'll be the guy that gets jettisoned, I would imagine, for whoever it is that they just brought in. I don't even know his name either. They don't give these kids anything remotely resembling a chance to succeed. And yes, I understand. I can't have it both ways. You can't praise the caliber of the kids without praising management for having done something to contribute to it. Great. Kudos. Way to go. How about taking the next step how about getting serious if not how about at least getting out of the kid's way meaning move all your waiver claims to i don't know send them to indianapolis when we come back j1q from Jordan, who asks, other than first base, could this lineup the Pirates used Sunday against the Cubs be what we might come to expect next year? You know, Jordan, I liked the lineup. Uh, I liked the way it was constituted. I really liked the fact that ji Jihuan Bae was right at the top. He profiles whether it's from an old school or a new school standpoint, as a leadoff hitter, and that's rare. Usually, it's someone's advocating, oh, so-and-so steals bases the way Omar Marino and Frank Tavares used to, so put them at leadoff. You want somebody up there who's an OBP guy more than anything else, which, by the way, neither Marino nor Tavares, with all due respect, were. They were just really fast. But from there, you had Reynolds. He he was getting the day off in the field. He was DHing, but he was second. And the rest of the order went pretty much the way you'd want it to. Cruz and Rodolfo Castro, Kebrian Hayes, and so forth. The guys, at least, that you'd want. The order, as I say on here an awful lot, really doesn't matter that much, whether it's mathematically or aesthetically. Batting order doesn't matter that much, certainly not once you get past Spots one and two. But is it as simple as saying, well, they just need a first baseman? Of course it isn't because, you know, they're going to lose more than 100 games here. Uh, There's more to it than just, hey, there was way too much Yoshi. You know, there's a lot that went into it. They need players. They need a significant number of players. And they need significant competition even when they feel like they have the right amount of players at the right positions. You still need to have battles in order to maintain depth. We might be seeing signs of that with, uh, with Bay here, with Tucapita Marcano, with Cal Mitchell, with Hoy Park, with Diego Castillo, depending on whether they end up infield or outfield or whatever it is. Heck, you might see a situation where a player's moved to first base because of a team need. You might see that not just in the long term, whenever we talk about like Henry Davis and where he'll profile. Uh, In particular, if Andy Rodriguez keeps performing as he has, Rodriguez is the better defensive catcher. And by the way, he's also the better offensive catcher. So if Andy becomes that guy... In Pittsburgh, and Henry's bat has to play, Henry could be a first baseman, although he's got an 80 grade arm, so do you want to waste that at first base? You see what I'm saying it It, it gets a little bit convoluted what if what if Suwinski profiles at first base? What if he just happens to go over there and does well? But my broader answer to you, and the one that I'd feel best about is that this team needs a lot uh, not as much as most people think. But they do need a first baseman. They need a stopgap catcher. I believe Roberto Perez is going to be back in 2023. They need another starting pitcher or two. Even if the four guys that everybody really likes right now continue being that, they're still going to need more. And oh my goodness, do they have to rebuild that pen. The good thing about that is relievers don't cost much. You just have to get the right ones And you have to be really, really good at gambling because you got to get them on their good years, not on their bad years. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.